This is the Blaze Radio On Demand. Hey, it's Glenn, and I want to remind you, peace of mind is tough to come by these days unless you have a Liberty Safe. With a Liberty Safe, you won't worry when you leave the house because you'll know your valuables are protected. And right now you can get free delivery to your home on any Liberty Safe. Go to LibertySafe.com for factory direct pricing. LibertySafe.com, made in the USA, lifetime warranty, and peace of mind. LibertySafe.com. Hello, America, and welcome to the program. We have a chalkboard lesson um, that I, I want to give because it's every American needs, needs to know six eternal truths of self-governance. And I'm going to give those to you from the Declaration of Independence and the Constitution right now. Entertainment and enlightenment. This is the Glenn Beck Program. I want to talk to you a little bit about, we had a guy call us uh, a few minutes ago and he wanted to give me a a lesson on uh, the reason why the Republicans are great, Um, or I think he may have said Donald Trump, um, but we weren't talking about Donald Trump, we're talking about the left and right, let's get beyond people. Um, And he said, because um, they are now nationalists. And the real problem is globalization and globalists. No, that's not the real problem. And there are a lot of people right now that are being convinced that the argument is between nationalism and internationalism or globalism. And you can look at it that way. Um, Two people that did look at it that way were Stalin and Hitler. He was a nationalist, and Stalin was an internationalist. They both believed in giant government state control. One said, we're going to do this through the international community, and we're going to lead the international community, and anybody who gets in our way, we're going to kill. And Hitler and Mussolini thought, we're going to do this for the good of our own nation, because our nation is so great, and we'll just do that, and it will spread to other nations, and we'll bring it to those other nations, whether they like it or not. Um, Nationalism and internationalism is not our problem. Our problem is socialism, communism, or progressivism. That is the idea that is um, in direct conflict with the other idea of the Constitution. A lot of people who are progressives don't like the idea that, 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 that they would be labeled along with socialists, not so much anymore, or communists. But socialism, if you know your history, was only called, I'm sorry, um, um, uh, progressivism was only labeled that 
because they didn't agree with the one thing of, uh, of, uh, of communists, and that is revolution. Socialism is the step between capitalism and communism, and it leads to it. And if you don't believe me, read the words of Lenin. Before he got into office and they had the bloody revolution, he knew people were afraid of communists. And so he is the man, Lenin, that coined the term democratic socialist. We're not communists. We're democratic socialist. The people will vote and they'll vote for socialism. And they did. And then they're free to say they're communists. Now, this is, again, all early 20th century, but you have to know the roots of it. And Theodore Roosevelt was a nationalist and a socialist, believed in big government progressivism. Woodrow Wilson was even more, and he was an internationalist, League of Nations, United Nations. I contend... We are having the argument that Woodrow Wilson and Theodore Roosevelt were having a hundred years ago. Is the national socialist better or the international socialist better? The question has to be, is the Constitution the answer? Because the Constitution will stop you from doing all kinds of things, like meddling in people's lives, like telling them who they can and cannot marry or how they can and cannot run their business unless it's dangerous. The Constitution stops the meddling in international affairs and stops globalism dead in its tracks. The Constitution is the reason we didn't have a set flag. We didn't, listen to me, We didn't have a set flag, I believe, until Roosevelt, Theodore Roosevelt. It may have even been Wilson. You could arrange the stars any way you want. Why? Because we weren't so damn jingoistic. We believed in the concept of the flag, and it meant more than the flag itself. And it was Wilson, I believe, that went in and said, No, we have to nationalize everything and federalize, and now here's exactly how you treat the flag. It was Wilson that gave us that, who gave us the the Star-Spangled Banner, FDR. We are defending these things as if they came from the founders when the founders themselves didn't establish a national anything. They respected everyone to rule themselves under the Constitution. Now, progressives will always say, well, the Declaration of Independence has nothing to do with the Constitution. You need to understand that the Declaration of of Independence has everything to do with the Constitution. Without the Declaration of Independence, the Constitution can be anything anyone wants. For instance, let me give you an example, because I know progressives hate the Declaration of Independence. They hate it. It has nothing to do with it. It is something for that time and that time only. Why would they be against that? Why would they be against that? Because the Declaration of Independence is what freed the slaves, not the Constitution. The Constitution gave the ability to free the slaves. But it was the Declaration of Independence that did 
free the slaves. Because the argument was, uh, in, the own, in our own documents, it says, all men are created equal. That was the argument. So let me show you. I want you to think about the Constitution. Because everybody says, God's not in the Constitution. It's nowhere in the Constitution. Of course it's not. The Constitution is nothing more than an engine. You know our Constitution is the most reused Constitution in the world? Our Declaration of Independence and our Constitution has been used by more countries than any other document to establish governments in the history of the world. But wait a minute. All the countries are not like America. How come? Because the Constitution is the combustion engine. That's all it is. But I can make a truck using that engine, and I can use a, make a sports car using that in, engine. What do you want the engine to do? Do you want it to just run some belts, to run a turbine, to put some lights on? Do you want to use it for an aircraft? Do you want to use it for a race car? Do you want to use it for a crane to help build buildings? It is the framework, it is the principles, the framework that helps you do whatever it is you want to do. The Bill of Rights, that's something separate. The Bill of Rights is something entirely different from the Constitution. What rights are in the Constitution? Well, actually none. They're found in the Bill of Rights, which is just as separate, came years later. In fact, I think it was Connecticut, wasn't it? Or one of the states that wasn't until 1939 that they ratified the Bill of Rights. It came years later. Separate, yet part of it. And without the Bill of Rights, the Constitution doesn't work. Well, it works. It will create all kinds of stuff, but it won't create things with rights. So let me take you back to the first document. Because the first document tells us what we're building. The Constitution tells you how to build it. The Declaration of Independence tells you what we're building. There's seven things in just the opening two paragraphs of the Declaration of Independence that tell you everything you need to know about America. One, the opening line. Could you read the opening line when in the course of human events, uh, Pat? It becomes necessary for one people to dissolve the political bands that have tied themselves to another people. And have connected them with another and to assume among the powers of the earth the separate and equal station to which the laws of nature and of nature's God entitled them. Okay, what does that mean? Separate but equal station. They're going to assume, what they're saying is, there comes a time, if we're going to disband ourselves from a, a government, a king, somebody else that's ruling over us, we, it's, it's the only right thing to do is to state why. Why are we doing this? We need to tell the world and we need to really remind ourselves why we're doing this and assume the separate but equal stations. So they're saying we're not better than the king of England, but he's not better than we are. It immediately establishes humility for our nation. 
We're not better than everyone else. Our Declaration of Independence says the separate but equal station. Nobody's the boss of us and we're not the boss of you. But there's a more important thing that I haven't addressed in that line. And that is this. The separate but equal station which the laws of nature and nature's God entitle them. We'll come back to that. Then the next paragraph is, this is why, this is why we're breaking away from the king, okay? Because, listen, we think that things are pretty clear. Let me state it this way. We hold these truths to be self-evident. We think everybody knows this, but nobody has ever said it before, let alone write it down. We hold these truths to be self-evident, that all men are created equal and endowed by their creator with certain unalienable rights, and that among these are life, liberty, and I'm going to use the original word property. Why would I use that? Because pursuit of happiness replaced the word property because they felt if they don't, if they put property in there, then the left, or I'm sorry, then the South would say, well, it's in the Declaration of Independence. We have a right to property and slaves are our property. And then we would have had the argument, are they property or are they men? And that would have slowed everything down. So don't give them the tool of saying that they're property. So they changed it to something enigmatic. The pursuit of happiness. Meaning your right to go and be your own business person and do what you feel and follow your spirit and go paint a cloud. Life, liberty, and property. Here's another important part. That to secure these rights, governments are, inst- are, uh, are instituted among men. The government derives its powers from the consent of the governed. And that whenever any form of government becomes destructive to those ends, which ends? Destructive of which ends? It is the right of the people to alter or abolish it. Now, let me go back. They have certain unalienable rights, meaning God gave them these rights and nobody can change them. Unalienable or inalienable, whichever word you choose to use, is, it means you cannot change them. No one can change them. They are universal. They are, they are the laws of nature and nature's God. What does nature and nature's God mean? Let's use the Second Amendment. That's not a law of God. Where in the Bible does it say you have a right to have guns? You have a right to protect yourself. I guess you could read it through that, but it's really clear in the laws of nature. In fact, you could use the laws of God to say, well, maybe you don't because he says thou shalt not murder and you can use a gun to murder. So they want to be very specific. The laws of nature. That's the first one. 
Can you find that right in nature? Yeah. Nobody is going to say to me, but they'll say it about humans all the time. Nobody's going to say, if I walk into a cave with a bear and I just want to go hug the little baby bear and the bear mom kills me, nowhere, nowhere in the press are they going to say, oh my gosh, we should destroy that bear. That bear is evil. We should declaw all bears. They'll say, that stupid guy went into a cave and the bear, the mama bear, thought he was threatening the children. Of course she tore him apart. That's the Second Amendment. Nature's law gives you the right to self-protect and to protect your family and your home. Back in a second. Much, much more to teach on this. Um, Sponsor, this half hour uh, is Sherry's Berries. Oh, my gosh. They shipped them yesterday. Michelle! Is she here yet? We have to... uh, Oops, or is it Goldline? Good. Yeah, it's Goldline. Have her bring the Sherry's berries Thank in and you. We'll eat them. <laughs> uh, it's Goldline. Uh, nature's law and nature's, uh, nature's God. Let's just talk about that w- when it comes to Goldline. Nature's law, what goes up must come down. When there are things made that are flaws in them, it will, it will destroy itself. We know that. But somehow or another, we think this economy, we can keep spending and then keep growing the economy to make up for the spending. We think that it will always be like this, even though it's never been like this. In, in, in billions of years of life on earth, it's never been like this. No, it'll always go on. There's going to come hard times. And then there will be good times that follow that. Nature's God and nature's law tells us this. There's trouble coming with our financial system. And if you want to keep living in the dream world, go ahead. Glenn, you've been saying this for a while. I know, I'm wrong on timing. I've told you that forever. But I am not wrong on direction. Call eight. You know who's, you know who they're actually quoting now? I saw a story, this really good scientist that has said that the United States and the world will come crashing down. The United States will become fascist by 2024. This guy who has an amazing record, I have to tell you about him. Amazing record. Now it's in the mainstream media. They're all like, well, you know, we might be fa-. Really? You think? Things might come crashing down? Now you accept that. By the way, he made that prediction in the 1990s. Anyway, Goldline, 1-866-GOLDLINE, 1-866-GOLDLINE or goldline.com. Please, please call them. Just get the information. You don't have to do anything today. Just say, send me the information. Goldline, 1-866-GOLDLINE or goldline.com. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Mercury.
Individuals and businesses with tax problems, listen carefully. If you owe over $10,000 in back taxes or have unfiled tax returns, we can help you take back control. The IRS is the largest and most aggressive collection agency in the world, and they can seize your bank account, garnish your paycheck, close your business, and file criminal charges. Take control of your tax problems now by calling the experts at Tax Mediation Services at 800-600-1645. That's 800-600-1645. 800-600-1645. I'm going to probably do the TV show. I have an audience. I might do the TV show on this tonight because there's a lot. Oh, to, they'd love it. Uh, there's a lot right. to teach here, but I, I, I just want to go through it again, which the laws of nature and nature's God entitle them. That means this is the first part of the Declaration of Independence. We've got to tell you why we're breaking apart and why we're going to take the equal but separate station, the, the equal place to the king but separate from the king, Mm-hmm. which nature's law and nature's God entitles. Nowhere in nature's law is, is, is there a dictatorship. There's not a dictatorship. And if there is a dictatorship, the laws of God in the scriptures say that's not good. So there's two things. And the higher law are God's law, mm-hmm. the laws of nature's God. So first you look for those things that are rights that we know happen in in nature. And then beyond that, unless it is usurped or made into a higher law for God's law, because we're not animals, we are, but we're higher than animals, we have intellect, there are another set of rules. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Mercury. I'm going over the Declaration of Independence, the Constitution, and the Bill of Rights. Three separate documents, but three, all of them. Nobody argues that the Bill of Rights is not a part of the Constitution. Pat, is it a part of the Constitution? No. Um, uh, It's actually separate from the Constitution. (laughs) Ratified later. Correct. Correct. And ratified in a couple of states in the 1930s. So the Constitution, the Declaration of Independence, uh, let me ask you this, Stu, how old is America? What's our birth date? What's our birthday? Uh, uh, how old are we? Uh, well, uh, I mean, approximately. Uh, I mean, because you're 1776. So, I mean, no, I remember. It's 240. I mean, I was born in 76 and I'm 40. So, 240. 240. Okay. If the Declaration of Independence isn't really the start of our country, then shouldn't we be 229? Shouldn't we date it from? 1789. Right. And 1791. And would you date it from when it was written or when it was ratified? Would you date it from from that date or would you date it from the Bill of Rights? Uh, we don't worry about that because we've always dated now let me ask it from you the this. Declaration. When you build a building, when you build a building, 
Do you, what do you put on the cornerstone? What's the date of the cornerstone? Date you break ground? No. The date it's... The day it's dedicated. Mm. So the day it's dedicated, what does that mean? The day it's dedicated. Let me end there. I'm going to come back to that. Remember that. Remind me of that. The, the Declaration of Independence tells you six things in the two opening paragraphs that are eternal. It tells you there is a higher law than man's law. There is the law of nature. Does it happen in nature? And if it happens in nature, that's good. Then we know that's a natural right. Now, does God come up above that and say, because we're not an animal, we don't have a right to go kill other people for our food? (laughs) Yes, he says, thou shalt not murder. He tells us what to eat. He tells us there's there's another law that usurps what happens in the animal kingdom. And um, those two, those two are your framework for all rights. It says all men are created equal and have rights. These rights come from the higher law, nature and nature's God. And the rights are not from any man. They're unalienable. So they come from God, which means no one can change them. Because I hate to break it to Al Gore, you can't change nature. Rights are from the creator. Four, the government is only instituted. What's its job? Well, it's got to build roads. It's got, no, it doesn't. Governments are instituted among men to secure these rights. Oh, and... And to make airports nicer. Yeah, no. You want to make them really shiny. Governments. You want to have them all. Their main job, their main job is to preserve the rights that you find in nature and nature's God. Mm. Then the government gets all of its power. It has no rights. It has all of its power from the consent of the governed. So who is the government serving? The people who are giving it power. And it has to listen to the consent of the governed. Well, I contend the Supreme Court isn't doing that. I contend the GOP isn't doing that. The Democrats aren't doing that. Bush didn't do that. Obama's not doing that. That when a government becomes, let me get the exact words, uh, when it becomes destructive to those ends, which ends? To protect your right, which comes from God and nature, then you have the right to abolish or change it. But there's more. Everybody, everybody who's mad at the government right now stops there. We're going to abolish it. We're going to burn it down. Okay. You have a right to do that. But you'll notice there's not a period after that line in the Declaration of Independence. To alter or abolish and, key word, and to institute a new government, laying its foundation and organizing powers in such form as to them shall seem most likely to make them happy and secure in those rights. Everybody now is for anarchy. Burn it down. No. You have a right to alter or abolish. 
but what are you going to replace it with? And you only have the right to alter or abolish if that government will hearken to the higher law, nature's God and nature's laws. And that government is instituted to secure those rights, not to build more hospitals, more bridges, not to ensure world peace or keep you safe from terrorists. Now, progressives want you to believe that the Declaration of Independence is a worthless document. Then I contend we are 229 years old and not 240, which everyone in the plan- on the planet will tell you we're 240 years old. Let me give you an example. The Declaration of Independence is the what we believe. What is it we believe? Men got together. When you want to build a house, you generally meet with an architect. And the architect says, what do you want it to be like? Be specific. I want to know, what do you want it to feel like? What do you want it to look like? How do you want to use the rooms what do you want to see in the windows? Do you, what do you want? And you start generally, we want something cozy. We want something magnificent. We want something to bring the outdoors in. I want to stop seeing the dreary weather. I don't want to see my neighbor. Whatever it is. But generally speaking, an architect wants to hear what you feel. What is the point of each room? What is the point of your house and what should it say? When you finish that and they finish the document, you engage him to do it and you sign a contract. Everybody in the room signs the contract. This is what we want. We're going to build that. Then you have to go get a builder and the builder comes in and you say, see this? I want to build this. And he says, okay, well, if to build that, I'm going to need this amount of money. I'm going to need these things. We're going to have to do this. We might have to change your vision a little bit here or there. All men are created equal. We got some slavery going on here. We might have to change some things, but I understand your intent. Are all people going to be equal? Are you telling me all the kids can use any bedroom at any time? Yes, the baby's room can't be a baby's room the whole time. The baby's going to grow up. So yes, We said that that's the baby's room, but it has to be a room that a teenager can be into. Okay, just want to make sure, because you said it was the baby's room. Yes, but things will change. Okay, great. And you all sign that document. Now, if you've had a problem with a contractor like everybody has, you might also do a third document that says, oh, by the way, I've been burned by uh, some contractors before, And you will not do these things. I know you're the contractor, but you do not have the right to do these things to my house or my property or my money. Now, you know who didn't sign something like that? The builder of the Guggenheim, the builder of Falling Waters, Frank Lloyd Wright. He didn't care what you wanted. In fact, he, he went so far as one of his houses, the woman said, 
I collect art, and my art is really important, and I want art on all of the walls. It pissed him off so much that she would dare tell him what to do. He made it impossible for her to hang any art on the wall of her home. Instead, he built a special room with little easels and a stairway to a loft up above where she could walk up the stairs and look down on the easels at her art. That is what you get from working with Frank Lloyd Wright. That's a guy that you would have a third bill of rights. Yeah, you can't do these things. This is the Declaration of Independence. What do we want the house to feel like? The Constitution is how do you build that? And the third one is you can't do these things. The Bill of Rights. The Bill of Rights restricts the contractor so you don't end up with Frank Lloyd Wright. If you take away, what do we want it to look like? That's the architect's renderings. And again, that's exactly why the Bill of Rights is a a charter of negative liberties. It tells the the builder what he cannot do to the house. Correct. Because if you tell him the things he can do, anything that's not spelled out, he'll believe is his right. His right to do. And he can go ahead and do it. Right. And so they say, we want to make it clear. It's in the first document that among these things, but we just want to make that really clear. We know it's These aren't in, the only thing. We know that that's in the, the draft here. We know that the architect has put that in so you can see the pretty picture and it's in the plans, but we want you to know those aren't the only things. They're also these things that you cannot do to the house. And if you don't have the architectural drawings, the builder doesn't know what the hell he's even building. That's the problem. We've, the progressives, the first thing they did was get rid of the uh, Declaration of Independence. It doesn't make any sense. What did Martin Luther King say? What stopped us? It wasn't the Constitution. It was, it's about time this country starts living up to its ideals that all men are created equal. Well, if the Declaration of Independence is worthless, then why should we give a flying crap about that? Because we hold that truth to be self-evident. That's why. Because that's the house that we built. That's the image of who we are. The machinery with the Constitution may have gotten lost because the builder is no longer even using it as a reference point anymore. And in fact, the builder is saying, by the way, I think those warnings that you said that I can't do those things, that third document, I don't even think that third document, I can interpret that. And, and believe me, I've got, a, I've, got a, I've got nine other contractors over here and they've looked at your, your building plans. You can't build a house that way. Oh, wait a minute, I'm sorry. You get your power from the consent of me. So I guess your nine little men over there don't count over my vote because I got my family, my 330 million people together and they outweigh your nine frickin' people, Mr. Contractor. So you're going to leave it there. 
But we do what most people do when they're building a house. I knew that was wrong. I didn't want to say anything because I thought they knew better. And then you're living in a house you hate. That is the meaning of the Declaration of Independence, the Constitution, and the Bill of Rights. Restore that and you won't have a problem with globalism because the house was never designed to be globalist. Follow these three things and we won't have a problem with poverty because it says we have the rights and the responsibilities to care for each other, not the government. Follow those things and we're going to be okay. Now let me tell you about Sherry's Berries. I just asked for Sherry's Berries. Can you put up the pictures for the boys? Look at what I found in an office. Put, put the picture up. We just found in an office going in right there. Who did that? Oh, what? An empty box of Sherry's Berries. Why? Why? Wait, those are, oh, wait, all those berries. Uh, what? Everybody eats those berries. I didn't get in. one. Didn't. Did you get one? Uh, well, I, well, I, <laughs> I don't want to <laughs> okay. talk about it. All right. Yeah. I don't want to talk Oh, my God. It. it may have been in my garbage can, but I only had one. No wonder you're not pissed about it. Cause I only had one. I had, had some. No, I had one. Us had stuffing one. our face with Sherry's Berries is a holiday tradition. What? Every, us stuffing our face with yes. Sherry's Berries is a On holiday tradition. Like right now. You screwed it up by letting other people eat them. I didn't them. let other people eat them. I opened it up in my office. And I had one. That's so wrong. Times what? One. One. Times one. What? one. I really just had one. At a time. But there's, so more, there's more than one. one missing from that box. I know. There were lots of people in my office throughout the day yesterday, and now that box happens to be empty. Are you telling me these went to the Samantha B people? I am not saying that. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. Very friends gosh. Influence people. I could say that, but I'm not saying <laughs> that. Anyway, Sherry's Berries. You can double the berries now for $10 more. It's $19.99. Trust me. This is no show. We love these. Best Christmas gift ever. Go to berries.com, B-E-R-R-I-E-S.com. Click on the microphone in the right-hand corner. Type in my name, Glenn. Double the berries for $10 more. Berries.com. Do it now. You're listening to the Glenn Beck Program. The Glenn Beck Program. I will beat my drum. Triple eight seven two seven back. This is the Glenn Beck Program. have a relaxing relaxing 30 seconds before we go to Iraq and yeah listen to Jason Buttrill who is just in one of the big tunnels and ISIS was surrounding them and trying wow. to find you know good stories in Iraq he's actually found some this is really going to actually be a really good Heartwarming stories from Iraq on the ground in Iraq. Next. The Glenn Beck Program. Mercury.